Welcome to the Ghost Hunting Society and Other Phenomena, Season 1, Episode 1. I'm Damon, and with me is Twang, Nick, and Marie. How are we doing, guys? Let me take your marks off, that's even better. Go on, right. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Yourself? I'm very well, thank you. Yes, but now you can hear me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all good, all good. What have you been up to, then? Ghost hunting. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is the first episode, uh, season one, episode one, so we thought the best thing to do right now is perhaps if we go around the table, uh, introduce ourselves and how we got to be sat around this table together. So, should we go to you first, Nick? Yeah, um, long story. 20 years ago, um, I saw two shadow people at the bottom of my bed, um, which pretty much freaked me out. And ever since then, I've been on a massive long journey through spiritualism and all different things like that, um, which we'll get onto uh, in other shows. There's lots to, lots to say, lots to tell you. Um, so, yeah, basically, that's that's it in a nutshell but we'll pass you around and come back to me okay thanks Nick Twang um, I've always been in all my life uh, when I was a kid I was told I was seeing things speaking to different people but uh, I, the first really thing I can remember is there's an house in Barliston that was derelict we went in as kids and we saw something on the stairs Um Wedgwood Manor, we called is it Ballston Hall now? Is it Ballston Hall? Yeah. And that was the first thing I really expe- I experienced, I can remember. And all through, really, all through my life, I've done it. So 20 years ago, I decided, let's do this serious, and I've been investigating and researching the paranormal ever since. Yeah. And then I ended up here. <laughs> so that's just good, isn't it? It's <laughs> very good. Marie! Um, so... My interest started when I was probably about 19, um, working in a really old building, doing nights, and saw just a bloke walk past, wasn't see-through, wasn't transparent, just just a man, and we thought we'd got an intruder. And uh, difficult to explain, but how the building layout is, um, we all went in different directions to try and head this guy off. And uh, nobody there, no windows open, no doors open. So it was a realisation that maybe that was a paranormal experience and that piqued my interest and started investigating other places and been doing that for, I suppose, nearly coming up to 30 years now. So I've had a couple of breaks from it when I've had some not-so-nice experiences, but it's always drawn me back in. It's very addictive. And, uh, yeah, and we're here today. Certainly are. Um, in brief, uh, quite similar to you guys, uh, got interested at a young age. I read a book, um, and in this book, there was an illustrated book. It had Bawley Rat Training and Ghosts, and I initially thought it was just horror stories, ghost stories, and they weren't real. Started looking into it, finding out that it was real, and just became fascinated by it and uh, been around it ever since. So, um We've all come from different walks of life, really more in the paranormal. We, we obviously are all from different groups, um, and we've come together. We, we meet every Wednesday anyway, um, up at, at uh, 8 Pall Mall. Um, but we thought this was a really good thing for us to do, to get together, to have a podcast so we can talk about, not just ghosts, obviously, but anything esoterical, and um, we, we can look at uh, creatures, UFOs, um, conspiracy theories, everything. We've got some great guests as well that are lined up coming up over the coming months, so we please look out for them. We'll be putting them up uh, quite soon. Um, I wonder if we could perhaps go around now and just find out a little bit about what, what really makes you tick in the paranormal. Yeah, uh, for me, it's I'm massively interested in UFOs, um, probably more than ghosts. Um, I've seen a UFO... Um, only for 15 seconds max, maybe, but it was um, very fast. It wasn't an aeroplane or something I could explain. That's why I called it a UFO. I don't know if it was a flying disc, um, but it would just look like a ball of light. Um, so where were you when, when this happened? I mean, set the, the scene for us. Yeah, well, I was just coming from the bottom of Wealden Road where the old Stoke City football ground was. The, I think it was the entrance, um, or just under the bridge on the traffic lights. 
um, pulled around to the next set of traffic lights, and then that's when I saw it um, going down the same way as the A50, uh, super fast, uh, only for 15 seconds maybe. Um, I didn't have time to pull my camera out because I was driving anyway. Uh, so I didn't catch anything on film. So it was just one of them tales, really. You had to seek to believe it, I think. But I'll just, sorry, just, just put in, that was the same place I saw me and Jim in the car two weeks later, exactly the same thing. Okay. It looked exactly the same as like the next a silver scene. metallic disc and it just shot along the A500. In the same place? Same place. We were coming off the roundabout by the ground, going towards um, Hanley, say. And we just saw it there, coming from where Nick's just described, and it just went parallel to the A500, like along the canal that way. And it was so quick, and Jim, it was actually Jim that noticed it. And then the same, it was about, about two weeks after you saw it, I think, was it? Yeah, which is interesting because, you know, was it following the road, as you've just said, which I just twigged um, with me, was it following the road or was it actually following the canal? The yeah, I don't, I don't know, but it actually went that in a straight line towards the festival park, you know. Good good question then, Nick, because it, the, the one story that I've got, which is Pearson, which we'll come on to it perhaps another time because it's a, big, a long story, was my, my parents had an encounter with a UFO and they said that it actually followed the route of the road. It didn't go over the houses. It, it followed the route of the road perfectly. So when you both said that they seemed to be following the A500, very strange again, uh, that that should be happening. Yeah, it was. Um, you sort of just mentioned it, didn't you? Uh, one night when we were having a beer, and then a few days later, I think that happened, which is nuts in the same place. Yeah. And, and I hadn't told Jim anything, and it was actually Jim that pointed out and said, What's that there? And it was like this metallic object, and it was so quick, just running parallel with the canal and the road. Yeah, definitely couldn't be uh, an aeroplane or an helicopter. So what, at this point in your life, what do you think UFOs are? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I no longer think that they come from outer space for obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> no, obvious not to the listeners. You've yet, missed that. You it should have be, said unidentified flying objects. That's <laughs> what you should have said. So maybe um, I don't really know where they come from. I have theories, but without uh, going too deep into that at this point, scaring everyone off. <laughs> well, well, I think I think later on down the line, because one of the guests, which has been confirmed for us perhaps in about a month's time, has has got a wealth of knowledge. I think of what you're getting at. So we'll, we'll we'll leave that with the listeners, and you can look at that later on. So let's move on. Thanks, Nick, to Twang. Twang, what's your, what's your area? You're fascinated in. Mine's uh, mainly. Yeah, ghost hunting, paranormal, uh, ghost hunting research more than... I enjoy investigating, but I like researching. But the main thing that's dominated me for two years is poltergeist activity. Okay. And what is it about poltergeist? I just find it fascinating. I, I, I totally believe we can contact spirits. I totally believe we've seen ghosts, whether they're a recording or not. Um... But poltergeist activity is intelligent. Does that happen? I've actually seen stuff happen, so I do believe it does in some places. But there's that much going into it. There's um, stuff being thrown about. Does is it a haunted property? Is it aimed at a person? It just everything about it fascinates me really. Um, when I start believing stuff and looking into cases. I become more sceptical because a lot of the cases they were like a poor family and nothing expensive ever gets broken so that gives you doubt in your mind you know okay again we could, we could, I'm sure they're going to be fascinating conversations we're going to yeah. be able to have didn't yeah. know that that's, that's good. but again yeah. not this hasn't been set up but no. we have got a guest coming up who's been involved in, in quite a, a famous case of pulse gas activity so that's going to be interesting when we get him on to speak as well so cheers yeah. for that Twang yeah. and Marie What's your area that you're fascinated in? Okay, so obviously it's the investigating. And my main interest is 
the thought of there being something else after after we die. Um, I suppose you could call it life after death of sorts. So I'm fascinated in when we lose our loved ones, if we can still, they can still see us, they still know what's going on, we can contact them. Um, why certain, you know, spirit want to hang around places, attachments, that kind of thing. Um, and I just, I just find it a very comforting thought that there's something else and that, you know, our loved ones are still looking, looking down on us and looking after us. So that's, that's my interest. I do the investigating just merely to try and make contact with, with spirits. So not to prove anything to anybody else, but just, just for myself. Okay. Fascinating. And again, I think there's going to be plenty we can talk about. Um, I suppose myself, I'd have to say, I mean, obviously the, the bread and butter of, of what I've always loved is literally ghosts, spirits, whether it's poltergeist uh, or not. Um, I have got a bit of a soft spot for, as you know, for Sasquatch. I really love, I do, I love the Sasquatch thing. I do, I do. Um, but, but I'll tell you what's going to be interesting now then, and this is, again, no, this is scripted, so we're just going off <laughs> on a wing here. Um, why don't we go around, around again now? So we'll start with you again, Nick. Which of all the phenomena to do with the paranormal do you not believe in completely? There's nothing that will convince you, because we'll see whether this changes during the, the season that we've got. Well, last night we went to a talk about vampires, and it, although it was an interesting talk, I do not believe in vampires. Probably not werewolves either. And how how is this talk portraying a vampire? As literally as we see it on movies, we're drinking blood. And um, yeah, all all of the what you see on the movies, but there were some bits which were quite interesting, which I didn't know. Which uh, the back in the day, before Hollywood got their hands on it, it was. Owls that they were associated with vampires, not bats, okay. which I didn't know. So it was, there was some interesting bits like that. Yeah, I did. I found that out last night as well. <laughs> and you've got two owls. So. You, you I've got two owls. owls yeah, because they, they were um, connected with them because when they fly, they're silent. Okay. Owl, owl is a silent flyer, and at night, they and fly at night. night yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. It was only um, Hollywood wanted and, and all that that brought in the bats, apparently. But, but also, it's and again, it's something we talk about in, in the future, but I believe that owls are quite um, symbolic as well within kind of the occult and everything. I believe that... Yeah, they're, definitely. They're quite, yeah. quite powerful. So, uh, Twang, what, what's, what, what could we never convince you is real? <laughs> right, well, <laughs> there's a couple of things. Um I'm afraid flat earth is one. Is that paranormal? But that's a massive one for me. But I know two so, of so your, just, two just of to clarify, yeah, yeah. Just to clarify, are yeah. you saying that there is no flat earth? I don't believe. You believe we we on a live on a ball floating in space. It's okay. It doesn't yeah. sound mad at all. Can no, I? yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So That's um, going to be interesting. No, yeah, I can't wait for this discussion, really, because... <laughs> Let's face it, I don't believe we've been to the moon, but I don't believe the moon's an hologram either. Do you believe that we've been to space? Yeah, I believe we've been into space, but not on the moon. Okay. I, I don't believe we could break through the Van Allen belt. Yeah. So I don't think we could go through that. I think the radiation's too much. Okay. And um, there's a lot of shadows on the pictures of the moon landing, which don't quite add up, isn't it? Um, vampires, no, not too sure. Werewolves, not too sure. Sasquatch. Don't hate me. I don't know. <laughs> um, depends on what they are, really. Okay. If you believe they're a light being or they're just some mammal, we'd, um, I think, I think we'd see carcasses, we'd see, or if they're intelligent, we'd see burials of them or we'd see more of them. I don't know. But everything in the paranormal isn't as... I mean, listen, I go hunting for ghosts, don't I? So, yep. so that's not as crazy as anything else, is it? Everything's... That's why I love the paranormal, because there is no right, there is no wrong. And whatever anybody believes in, I won't knock apart from a flat earth. <laughs> <laughs> as he glances over towards Nick. Brilliant. Okay, uh, Marie. Um, vampires again. Seems as though everybody's mentioned them. I don't believe in vampires. I do believe in cryptids, 
Okay, name, name um, a couple of cryptids then that you do believe in. Okay, non-specific, but I do believe that there's a, not necessarily how they're portrayed, but I do believe that there's, you know, there's a reason why people are saying that they see Bigfoots or, you know what I mean, yeah. or, the, or they see white yetis or whatever they okay. see. I think there's a reason for that, whether it's an unknown species or something, I, I don't know, but I, I do believe that there's certain things we don't, we don't yet know about. Um, a lot of the conspiracy theories, I don't know if that comes under the paranormal, but I, I'm not well, a name, name a couple of conspiracy I'm theories. Not, well, you know, I don't believe that the President of the United States is eating babies and, you, you know, all the, the things that... Have, it, some of it's just too fantastical for me. A flat earth? That, that happens on the South Park. Or Does it? It yeah. be, it's got to be real then. <laughs> if it's on South Park. Yeah, yeah. And apparently people with red hair don't have souls. Oh, fabulous. That's South Great. Park for okay. you. So, uh, flat earth. No, sorry guys. I don't, I don't believe we live on a flat earth. Have we been to the moon? Um, I'm on the fence with that one. I'm not a definite no. My problem is if I like, you know, if I'd really want to believe it, I convince myself to believe it. Okay. You know, so, okay. yeah, on the fence with that one. A bit more research, I think, needed for that topic. Okay. Uh, I think for myself, I'd have to, I'll be honest with you, yeah, vampire. I don't think the way that vampires are portrayed in movies as these uh, undead that, that sleep all day and at night, they come out and they fly and they bat. Do I think there's something linked to that through certain rituals to do with the occult? Yes, because of this idea of drinking blood and about how the blood gives you this length of life and it can give you something. So again, something we'll touch on, I'm pretty sure, as we move forward and we get deeper into the stories, um, the adrenochrome and so forth, you know, scared in some way to the point that it adrenalises the blood then drinking it. Might be some truth in the story there. Um, I'm going to tell you something now that might surprise you. Considering how much I'm actually convinced that the Sasquatch exists, I, I I hate saying this, but I do not believe that the Loch Ness monster exists, and that's horrible to say, isn't it? Because I grew up, and that was one of my favorite favorite cryptids was was Loch Ness monster. I just can't see how it can be. You know, I want it to be, and I'd love it to be, uh, but perhaps we can get somebody on from up that neck of the woods to speak to us. But it could be just the same as Sasquatch um, appearing, disappearing. I hope never, so. Never any bones found, found or... It could be a portal at the bottom of Loch Ness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I thought the same way six months ago before I started listening to lots of podcasts like Sasquatch Chronicles and everything. So perhaps if I spoke to people who would actually witness something, that might change my mind. And that's, I'm pretty sure that's what this podcast is about anyway. But, but the chances of there being a monster in Loch Ness of any kind is quite high. Really, it yes. could be a monster fish, a monster sturgeon. It could just it, it could be a Loch Ness monster, but just not as it's portrayed. Yeah, no, I agree. You know? I agree, so. and, and I, I also I don't think we could be going into this this uh, this theme of a podcast without us keeping open minds to things like portals and everything be, you know being possible. So that's that's the whole point of this. We're going to get lots of people on to come and talk to us, perhaps change our minds. It'd be interesting at the end of season one if we have these questions again and see where we all set then we might have a new favorite we might not believe in something now or we do believe in something so yeah, i think that's going to be interesting um any kind of guests who, who, who would you like to get on it any ideas of anybody you'd like to speak to crowley but what, what about if we could get somebody that's that's involved in in you know Crowley's practice that's that's quite yeah, you know that, that follows that and so obviously you could tell us the law how it sets with Crowley followers that'd be interesting yeah it'd be good but I'd like to but I think you've already covered that just I'd like to have a chat with somebody that's actually sat in a room where it's all just gone mental and poltergeist activity that's what I'm aiming for in, in my paranormal career if you want to call okay. it that I'd love to be investigating a place that's just mental with um, activity, podcast activity. So I'd like to speak to somebody that's encountered that and experienced that. I don't think speaking to someone else that's that's encountered it would be enough for you. No, probably not. You want to experience it yourself. Oh, yeah, definitely, you? yeah, definitely. But, but I think you can also gauge 
of somebody when they're talking to you, whether they are, well, at least they believe they're telling you the truth by the tone of voice, you know, the little pauses that people put in there. And I think that's that's probably, in fact, one of the guys that we've got coming up is Darren Reston, who uh, he investigated the South Shields poltergeist. Yeah, yeah. And I think in a couple of weeks' time, he's agreed to come on and chat, speak to him before, dead interesting guy. It'd be really good for you to speak to Twan because he's, um, he's been there, he, he lived through all some crazy stuff happened there as well. Um, so yeah, that, I think that's going to be something we could do, and, and we'll gain a lot of knowledge from him. Uh, I spoke to him over camera, face to face, and he looked really sincere when he was talking to me. He didn't hesitate with any of the questions, um, and he's also had a book come out not long ago, I think, uh, called Contagion, about how spirits can oh, move. Oh yeah, on. the new one. Yeah, yeah. So I think we could perhaps touch on that as well with him. So I've read his book about the South Shields one. Yeah, so that'll be good because I've read his book, so I know yeah. what he's he's wrote down in that book and what he said. So that'll yeah. be good. To, yeah. I'm interested to speak to um, the, uh, I don't know if I'm going to say, uh, Vicar, Father? Oh, yeah, Father Jason Bray, Bray, yes. Who who does the, um, not called exorcists. Deliverance, yeah, the deliverance. Yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting conversation. Again, really, really interesting guy. I had the pleasure of interviewing him for for a couple of hours. I found him to be really open. and you know, He'd be the same again, I'm pretty sure, with all of us. He, again, didn't hesitate to ask questions. I found it fascinating because of how the, the church sees um, ghosts. He's Catholic priest, sorry. Um, he's, I think, I'm not too sure exactly. He's not, not a Catholic. It's like, I'm not too brilliant on religion. I'll be completely honest with you. Um, but he, he's practising. Uh, he had to go see the bishop about releasing this book. He's got a book out as well called Deliverance. Um, but again, fascinating character, really interesting to speak oh, so, to. So that could be like um, a Protestant version of an exorcist. Yeah, apparently they don't call them exorcisms, they call them, he goes to... It's a uh, deliverance now. Yeah, deliverance, deliverance yeah. 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 Okay. Was that, was that coffee last night called deliverance or something? What was that coffee? What, they put the vampires in and they... Yeah, it was actually, yeah, yeah. I think you did, did, did call it that, yeah. Jason Bray, just like you know, is a, an Angli- Anglican vicar. Right, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but fast, brilliant book again, if, if anybody wants to go there and read it. Um, but a really, really interesting bloke, lovely guy. Um, said he'd even pop in next time he's in the area and come and see everybody in that lot. Is so, he local? Or? No, no, he's not He's not local. Um, I think he's from a little bit out the way. He's from uh, Wrexham. Oh, he's not that far away, is it? Really? Yeah, but, but he's, again, lovely. When, when you see him, you speak to him. I mean, obviously, people are going to hear him on here, but I think we might be able to get him on like a, a kind of a video call so people can hear him talking to us, but we'll be able to see his face so we can have a bit of a, yeah, cool. a chat on that lot. Mm-hmm. Nick, anybody you'd love to speak to? Um, yeah, there's a few. I've got a few favourites. Well, you've uh, got all the time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a massive fan of Graham Hancock. Uh, I love everything he does. Um, yeah, he's probably my favourite. Um, and what would you like to speak to Graham Hancock about then? And I know he does a lot of things, but what in particular would you love to talk to him about? Um, all of his stuff, really. There's, there's massive, massive, masses of it. Um, I just love how he goes on and talks about pre civilization. Yeah, I, I like bit, the bits he does on that. Um, I've seen him in the past. Um, but that fascinates me, you know, prehistory. Um, yeah, it's quite knowledgeable. Yeah, he's got some great facts about the pyramids as well, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. And he, and he all, uh, like Robert Bouval, he does bits and pieces of Robert Bouval. Um, he's another one for the pyramids. I love the pyramids. I'd love to go see them. Yeah, that's one of my ambitions to go see them. But it's supposed to be pretty unsafe, and so I don't know. Okay. Not something that my wife would want to go on. No. Okay. Fair so, enough. Yeah, my lad has been heading to get in. You have to get on your hands and knees and crawling through little holes and oh, stuff. Maybe inside. I'd leave yeah. that then. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I wouldn't be doing that. I'm not a fan of potholing. <laughs> no, I've got a horror story about potholing. I did once. I'm, ne- I'm really claustrophobic. It might come up during the, the, the podcast, so I won't do it now. Again, it's a long story, but I had no run this time and I'm claustrophobic. It just, everything went wrong. Um, Myself, there's a couple of people I'd like to speak to. I, I would like to speak to somebody that works either in, uh, in a respectful way as well, either in like palliative care or end of life, um, because I've got this fascination with um, what happens when we're transitioning. You know, uh, there's lots of stories of people, you know, kind of watching themselves from the corner of a room looking down. And I, I don't know, I, I just want to get some kind of comfort from that, that 
if all these people are experiencing the same thing, surely we carry on. You know, you can't be just that. Um, uh, these, these are a few other people as well. Uh, I'd like to speak to um, Nick Pope um, about the, 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 the UFO um, phenomena, especially in the UK, which he was heavily involved in. I think he'd be interested to speak to. Um, yeah, there's, there's, I'll tell you what else I'd like to speak to. And, and sadly, the main guy I think he was involved in, it's now passed away, Robin Foy, as somebody from the, the Skull Experiments. I think that'd be interesting, get somebody on who was part of the Skull Experiments to find out, you know, kind of how they did it. Did they stumble on something? Did they have a, a formula uh, before they started to do this that they worked to? Um, and how they got the amazing results they apparently got as well. Have all of the original members of that, have they passed away now? I believe there's only Robin Foy who's passed away. I think his wife's still alive and so oh, are the other couple. Okay. But again, we can, we can reach out. The same with uh, with the other guys around the table. We can get emails out and try and speak to people. I know we've definitely got three people who've confirmed already, which is great because we only asked the other day. We just threw okay. this together. Um, and this is where it's going to be as well. Obviously, uh, each week it's going to be a weekly podcast. Uh, we're just going to sit around the table, the four of us, and we're going to speak to, to guests either on the phone or bring them in. And also, we're going to have like little ghosts. Uh, ghost. We're going to have uh, little guests. Uh, uh, <laughs> all, <laughs> all ghosts. ghosts. Hopefully <laughs> ghosts, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, all the members of the Ghost Hunting Society that, that meet at 8 Palm on a Wednesday are going to join us from week to week just to pop up and sit around the table. Let's find out from other people, not just us four all the time. Um, chatting about it been nice to get different people's viewpoints so um, shall we look now at um, is there anything that, that you guys oh because we had an experience here the other day didn't we can we talk about that was that you yeah that was me Shall we, shall we talk through the situation? How did the scenario start? Just tell everybody, so where were we? What had happened? How did you end up being where you are? And then just tell us in detail what happened to you. Okay, so um, I've been investigating in this building now for, for quite a while. I've done quite a few investigations here. Um, and this will be the first time that I've... Obviously, lots of activity going on, but this is the first time that um, I saw an apparition of sorts. So when um, I was here one night last week, was it? We were all upstairs. We yeah. were just looking at the podcast yeah, and we stuff. We were yeah. checking all, all of the uh, equipment out. You were here, Nick, weren't you? And um, we decided to um, check out the equipment using phone calls. So if guests ring in, how, how clear the audio would be. So I went downstairs on my mobile phone while um, while you, Damon, yeah, we called me. Um, I had a little wander around in the different rooms downstairs. And then once that was over, I hung up, went to come back up the stairs. Something told me to turn around. I, I didn't hear anything. I, I don't know what it was. And I turned around and I just saw a, a face, a head basically. So it was a man's face with hair, um, no neck, no body, just a, a very quick... The strange thing about it, wasn't, it wasn't transparent, it, but it wasn't colour. It was um, almost black and white, sort of old photographs Yeah, so type. like sepia kind of looking, isn't Yeah, it? yeah. Um, the, odd, the odd thing was that I turned around, um, saw it... Sort of for it took me a split second to realize what I'd just seen, whip my head back around to look again, and that there was nothing there. And at that point, heard a really strange metallic vibrating noise, um, and just instantly became very out of breath. So, come back up the stairs as quick as I could, uh, come in and, and explained it to you guys. At which point, Nick then went downstairs on his phone. And standing in exactly the same area that I saw the head, um, Nick had an experience of feeling sick, um, started a headache. Um, I think you said you felt pressure on your chest yeah. as well. So um, it was very strange in exactly the same place that I saw it. So, and I have to be honest, you know, I investigate a lot, but that really, really shook me up a bit. That did. Um, yeah, took took me a while to uh, pull myself together after that one. Because that's you, like you say, you've been visiting here for a long time. Yeah. There's been lots of opportunities for something to happen or appear. It's, it seems that rather than 
um, it happened at the time that you wanted it to, it caught you off guard. But I think that that often happens, to be fair. You know, when, when we're asking and, and actively searching for things, um, it, it's it, more often it will happen as you're leaving a room or when you're about on your own and you're not actually asking for it. So yeah. that that quite often happens anyway. But that was that was very unexpected yeah well hopefully yeah. we'll get plenty more of that as well as time goes by i know that the, the ghost hunts here are going really well at the moment and if people do want to by the way come on a ghost hunt what what's the email address it's ghost hunt. <laughs> <laughs> it's ghost hunt yeah. at paralysis escape rooms with an s dot com yes yeah, yeah. ghost hunt that, didn't you yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I'm sat at the PA. I'm just reading it out. Yeah, so it's ghost hunt at paralysis escape rooms dot com. Um, Twang. Yes. Tell us, tell, <laughs> tell us a terrifying moment in your um, adventures up until now. Terrifying. That's something that's happened that you kind of you will always remember that moment. I'll be honest with you. It doesn't really scare me. If something happens to me, I'll dig deeper and dig deeper for more. Um, if it scared me, I don't think I'd do it. You, you just actually another good point is you had quite an, a, a strange experience with Nick last week. We did a little experiment. Yeah, just yeah. start up. We weren't planning it again. We just no. threw it together. Yeah, yeah. Could, could we talk through that? Could you explain yeah, what happened there? Yeah, could do. Yeah, we did a thing called the Esty experiment, but it was with a bit of a difference. Um, I was down below in the Sally, and Nick was in the back room. Was it one floor, two floors up? One it was floor one floor up, up one floor right up, at the back right of the building. The back, so yeah. About as far away yeah. as you can get in the building. So I was downstairs in the cellar uh, asking questions and Nick was um, miles away with the ghost box on, with his headphones on. So he can't, he can't hear anybody speaking right next to you, never mind the other side of the building. But what got me with this is, it was probably, in two decades of investigating, it was probably the best intelligent response I'd had to questions. Can we, just let people, can we just let people know as well, obviously, the way that we monitored this is that we'd got yourself and Nick both on, on camera, so we yeah, could hear yeah, the conversation between both of you, but you guys couldn't really couldn't hear each other, and Dick, yeah. Nick definitely couldn't, no, because no. he got uh, uh, sound cancelling headphones on anyway. So we were monitoring this, expecting it to be a bit of a, like a sham and things were going to be yeah, shouted, yeah, nothing yeah. was going on. So yeah, I just wanted to set up that scene. Yeah, so. yeah. So... I, like I say, I could hear Nick through the cameras, through the through that, but Nick couldn't hear me at all. Sorry. There's a few noises, aren't there? I heard a humming earlier as well. Just, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> here in the, here yeah, here yeah, the studio, yeah, you just yeah, heard humming? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're sitting that yeah, side near the, yeah, the door. So, and, um, but what got me was, is out of, I don't know, 50 questions asked him, probably 35, 40 were direct responses to the questions I'd asked. Now, I haven't come across that much um, intelligent response on an ST experiment. I've had the odd ones, you know. As you know, it's just random words normally that are set out. But when I'm asking where you are on the stairs, and he's replying, I'm at the top. And and I saw... The best thing I, I found out recently, as I've been searching the poltergeist, that a massive poltergeist, uh, poltergeist trait is an illumination on a wall, the, the wall lights up. Now, I said this while I was down there and I saw it on the side of the wall. And straight after, straight after that, Nick said, through the ghost box, illumination. Now, that's ridiculous. I mean, there's no way I could have been saying that. And there's no way... But that we witnessed that. Yeah, you've witnessed that. Yeah, we witnessed that. We could yeah. see it. We, we we were shouting at you. He's just said illumination. He's just illumination. Yeah, yeah. You're saying there's a, there's a bright light on the side yeah, of the wall. Yeah. And I remember rightly as well, you said, can you tell me your name? And yeah. he responded with Anne. Was Anne, it Anne? Anne straight away, didn't you? Yeah, he said, he said Anne, Anne straight away. And it was like, we were in cold shivers. We weren't even yeah. in the room. Yeah. But we were in cold shivers and everyone was like, you know, wow. It was pretty impressive. It, it was yeah. when you asked when you asked where, where they were and Nick said stairs. Yeah. And then you asked which stairs. You said stair stairs or the cellar, the basement stairs. And I think Nick said cellar. Yeah, yeah, did, yeah. So did, huh? yeah, it, it was it was quite impressive. And what I liked as well as as soon as we found out a name and we when I was addressing it as Anne, it's as though she spoke more. 
because we, I was, it was like having a conversation with yeah. the living person, you know. And, and, and I remember yeah. right as well. At one point, you felt like she'd come into the room. Oh, even. definitely, definitely. And um, you were loving it, weren't you? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I just wanted it gone forever. I think. Did yeah, you yeah. say at one point you were the best spirit? Yeah, yeah. You were, can I just say, and you're the best spirit I've ever spoken to. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said. Yeah, yeah. Well, it probably was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Good, yeah, you it was handle good. situations like that way differently than yeah. I would. I'll be honest yeah, yeah. with you. Well, like I say, I don't really get scared of it. That's what I want. You've been, yeah. I, I've, I, yeah, I've been uncomfortable. I've been uncomfortable. Yeah, I did in one of your rooms, which is a bit entity that yeah. was wanted. I was in the SD experiment on my own, and what got me is every time I put the blindfold on. For anybody that doesn't know what the SD experiment is, we got a ghost box, which in fact is a, a radio that just keeps scanning. And it doesn't, when it finds a station, it doesn't stop. It just keeps scanning and scanning. So it's like white noise and then it'll spirit words out intelligent to what you're asking, hopefully. But with an SD experiment, you put your headphones on so nobody else can hear it. And you're blindfolded so all your senses are concentrated on hearing. But when I did this, an entity, every time I put my blindfold down, it was as though somebody was stood right in front of me. It's as though... If somebody stood right in front of your face and they're breathing on you, that's how it felt. And every time I lifted my blindfold up, it went. I put it down again, and it was the same again. And I lifted it up, it had gone. So that was a bit unnervy for me, that was. that was. I don't usually bother. You know, I'm okay with it all. I normally, I normally gauge my ghost hunts by your reaction. You're like, you're like the canary, for, the canary for me. Yeah. So if you start yeah, yeah. freaking out, I know it's getting bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's getting bad. That was a bit weird, that was. It was a bit too personal, I think. Okay. You know, I don't mind coming through and if you can feel them touching you, but that was in my face, you know, and it wasn't nice. It, it is quiet at any of your room, that is. Yeah, it is, yeah. When we did a ghost hunt a couple of weeks ago, I left a torch in there. And I went in to get it. He ran in. And I was yeah. in, in and out fairly quick. But that's, that room is where we did the Just for people who don't know, you, you yourself and Antoine, by the way, yeah. just just describe what you look like, by the way, because you, you were scared to go, how tall are you? 6'2", 6'3", 6'2", you're a big guy, you're, you're, you're tall, you're broad, and you, you were really nervous about fetching the torch. Yeah. Yeah, I was in in and out pretty quick. What was the what was the feeling inside then? Did something happen before, or was it just a presence that you felt um, on the on the ghost hunt night? Yeah, um, I don't know. It might have just been all in my mind. I don't because we'd been in there earlier, um, and I'd lost one of my torches, so that's why I had to go and look for it. Um, it, it it doesn't really bother me when there's more people in the room. Just when you're in on your own. I don't know. I can normally go in rooms on me, but it was just that night, and I don't know what it was. Um, it was quite eerie. I was in and out pretty quick, but when I went in and we did the SD experiment in the same room, and I sat in there with the headphones on, um, we didn't have the blindfold on. I didn't at that time because I was there on my own. I couldn't see anything else anyway, so it was it was a little bit pointless maybe. Um, but I was. I felt dead, dead calm. Okay. And relaxed. I could have actually gone to sleep in there. But, but everything that was coming through was real good energy, yeah. wasn't it? It was, it was, it was a happy place, you know? It was good. Yeah. I suppose it does depend on which spirits are in with you. I've I've had the exact experience that you've had in that area where I feel like I need to get out as quick as possible. And I just didn't want to be in there at all. Yeah. It can be really heavy in there, can't it? Yeah. It can be when you go in. I think probably the best tool that you have with investigating is your own body yeah that, that's that's the best thing just take note of feelings that, that you're getting um i mean we can all have the gadgets and the you know the emfs and what it's, it's your own body really no i agree you when something's changed when something's different temperature static yeah. we, we react to all of those changes ourselves so and, and i suppose as well as on a personal level the feelings that you have, the things that you see, the senses and that lot, that's more of a personal validation. That's something when you experience something, at least you're convinced then that it's happened um, and you can go through it. Whereas I suppose if someone else told you, oh, we checked the temperature and it dropped three degrees in a certain area, 
you could think there's a fault or they pointed towards a hot or a cold pipe in the wall. So you'll always try and find an, an excuse, I think. And we do do that during our investigations. Yeah. I know we, the reason we all got on so well is that we are probably quite boring ghost hunters as in that we, we try to debunk as much as we can. We're very critical about any of the evidence that we get. Um, it's not like you probably know on, on TV shows sometimes when things are flying around crazy and what have you. That's, that's done for entertainment. Um, but we are quite critical, but serious paranormal investigators, I would say. We don't think that every knock and bang is, is somebody trying to communicate. Yeah. And um, and we will go and think, oh, that could be this, that sounded like that, and, and go and check it out. Um, and I think that's what was great about when Nick went downstairs last week and felt sick in that same area that I saw that, that face in, because Nick probably will be the first one to be sceptical about things. Yeah, yeah, so uh, anywhere that he could have been standing downstairs, he felt fine. It was just in that one area where something was affecting yeah. his body. So, yeah. Okay. So is there... We've been obviously talking a lot about ghosts, aren't we? Uh, and I think a lot of the conversations we will have, unless we're specifically going to be talking about... Um, someone like you know one of the guests that's coming and something they specialize in a lot of the conversations will come back to spirits and that i suppose the other thing we need as well if people can try and contact us somehow to let us know if, if people they'd like us to speak to or if they'd like to come on and talk to us about an experience they've had um whatever it may be reach out and contact or any us. questions any questions yeah we can put out to people um we're, we're happy to to kind of we'll always be transparent we'll always be honest even if the answer isn't the most entertaining answer in the world we will just be honest with our answers uh, and we just want to connect with people as well so we can kind of learn from you guys as much as you can learn learn from us um right then so let's look at uh, childhood experiences has anybody experienced anything as a child um uh, well my experience was it, it was really personal and i won't go into it but it was it brings me on to a question that i wanted to ask marie um i was from an early age I was quite fearful of death and always thinking about dying and what happens after you die and stuff. And earlier Marie said about she that's what he was looking for to um, validate the continuation after we die. Um, and I wanted to just ask you, have you found the answer, do you believe? Or are you still on, are you on the fence? Or Personally, I, I do believe that there's something else Um I'm not obviously. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure what what that something else looks like, but I do believe that there's there's definitely when when this shell that we live in dies and we wear it out, that our energy or soul or whatever you want to call it sort of moves on. I, d- I definitely think there's something else. I don't think it's just black and dark, and that's that's what I believe, and I find that very comforting to be honest. And I do think that. We'll probably see our loved ones again. Not how they looked to us, but I think whatever we look like, we will recognise each other as that that was part of our, our family when we were on Earth. Um, so, yeah, I, def- I definitely believe that. And also, if I mean, if that, if that wasn't the case and our energies, or whatever you want to call it, live on, then who are we communicating with when we do these investigations? It's got to be somebody's nan or mom or granddad or great granddad it's got to be somebody's relative surely i mean who's who's communicating with us when we do when we do get responses um yeah i i definitely believe that there's something else afterwards brilliant what about yeah. you damon do you believe um i believe that we carry on um i i've, I've always had this this is my personal thing um again i've got a reason why I, and i will might get into it as we as we go through the, the different episodes um but i do believe that we carry on i know my heart of hearts i don't know what happens to us but we are energy inside we are electricity and energy that has to go somewhere it's non-extinguishable so it either goes into the air or it goes into the ground in fact only yesterday you know um a friend of mine who, who is, is going through some bad things at the moment um we were talking about uh his, his father's passed away and uh, 
we were, we were talking about things. Now, he, he finds it hard to believe in, in heaven and how the religious side of things, but he always says, go to wherever your uh, beliefs take you. That's how he says things about someone that passes away. And he said something, not realising it yesterday, which is really poignant to say to me. He said, when you think about it, Damon, anything that's ever been on this earth never leaves this earth. And I thought that's quite a, quite a big thing to say because no matter what we are, even if we become ash, we still come back to the earth. We, we never leave the environment of the earth, do we? So I think if we've existed at some point, we st- at least whatever's left of us stays here, if that makes some sense. And I do believe in, in life after death. I don't know how that is. I think it could be in e- the egoless kind of me. So it's me without the ego, whether that's a good or a bad ego. Um but yeah, I do. I do believe that we, we carry on um, afterwards. But I do need to get more proof. I, I believe in, in ghosts. I want to believe in spirits, and I know they are two different things that we have. But yeah, good question, isn't it? That, that, that then obviously leads on to reincarnation as well, doesn't it? You yeah, know, again, I, yeah. And that would be really good. Get somebody what, on talk about that. Which is a massive thing. I believe in reincarnation, and I know the it's that's everything to the Hare Krishnas, isn't it? Yeah. We, we spent time with Hare Krishnas, and that's their religion. So, so, what's the afterlife? Next question. Then, what's what's the afterlife to you? Do you believe in it? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but I don't believe in it the same way. I don't believe in heaven and hell, and I don't believe in. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's like a purgatory thing, isn't it? In the middle, I think that's when we communicate with spirits or we see spirits. I believe they're trapped. Do you? Yeah, I believe they trapped souls, and that's why I believe you can get an haunting, and then that haunting stops because that spirit has moved on into another body. Okay, that's my thought on it. But you know, when we're investigating Nick, and we we ask for communication, yeah, do you think that it's not necessary? It's not always something that's if you think is trapped in the building that because we're asking, it could be any spirit from anywhere no I don't mean in the buildings I mean in an area in between wherever they're going so if you so you think if somebody it's, like it's like a bus station like an old cell I think so was, you don't think we can communicate with anybody that's gone above that whole no no cell? once they passed on and, and been reincarnated they're in somebody else's body that's what I believe in so right. so you what, believe in limbo yeah Right, basically okay. yeah but that's not a nice word to call it is it you just think limbo always mm. strikes that fear of being stuck somewhere that you don't not want with to your be, loved ones that, that on you earth don't want or to in, be yeah. but i think if if i'm understanding you correctly what you're saying is is when we pass we don't go to a heaven or a hell but we're all together until our time comes to come back down again yeah in, I, I, in another yeah. body okay um I think was am I right in saying that, that the Hare Krishnas say that your energy, your spirit chooses the body they want to come back in, or depending on how they've been in the life, you could come back as a slug if you haven't been a very good person in life, and they believe in building it up, building it up until they go to Krishna. Okay. You know, but I don't believe that. By the way, I'm just saying what, what they believe. Yeah. I just believe everybody is reincarnated, and. I mean, the deja vu, I mean, we can go on to this, and it's a different point, can't we? I'll just go off now. How did I know? <laughs> when I was a kid, you're on about childhood stuff, childhood stories. Um, when I was a kid, we all went to beach caves as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, carry on. Um, and when we went to beach caves... I'd never been there before, but once I got about a mile away from it, I knew which way to go. I was there on my BMX. I knew how to get there. I knew the, where the entrance was, and I knew what I was going to find inside. Now, I'd never been there in my life. Now, I would, experiences like that, I would you explain stuff like that. See, so, so do you think that you knew where you were going because you'd been here there I'd before? I'd definitely been there before. Or? In a past life. Or? Was somebody guiding you there? Well, they could have been. This is this is the thing, isn't yeah. it? Or we've had all this conversation. <clears throat> this is where it can get absolutely mental, which we need to do on some sort of podcast. Was I one of my mates once in a different timeline? If you, do you understand? So I oh, could be there twice. Deep. 
It's mental. <laughs> well, we've got to think about it. We're going to get the answer. Could, could it have been that? But, but I'm telling you now, for sure, I knew how to get there. I knew the way in. And I knew there was a pent- uh, pentagram painted on the floor. I knew all that before I went in there. That meant nothing to me at the time. I was about 11, 12. So seeing this pentacle or pentagram, whatever you want to call it, meant nothing to me. So I wasn't scared or I wasn't mm. drawn to, but I knew that was going to be there. See, there's a lot There's a lot of children that come out and say about, you know, who they used to be and about their other mummies and daddies. Yeah. And, you know, I used to work in an office when they're four, yeah, you know, so there's... The, and they, you know, and as they get older, their memories fade and they forget about it. So mm-hmm. there's, I think there's, there's definitely... Um, Definitely something in that. Fascinating. Synchronicities is another massive thing I love as well. Yeah, I think that would be interesting. And coincidences. I think there's some fascinating coincidences yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah. that have happened out there. There's so much we can touch on in there on this. It's, um, mm. it's, it's just massive. The paranormal is just fantastic. That's what I'm into. It's, and I believe there's no right or wrong. If you believe in something, that's good enough for you, isn't it? It's good enough for me. If you believe something, even if I don't, that's good enough for me. Except for flat earth. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for that. I can't wait. Get scared on it. I can't. Can I just bring in the holographic universe? Then? Oh, we could be a, we could be a hologram. Oh man, we, we could, could be, be a yeah, hologram. Yeah, it could be. So it's not neither, is yeah. it? So who have we got on in three? In three weeks, Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> not no, not quite. Yoda. Yoda's right, Yoda. Yeah, that's um, a better choice. I think maybe next week, uh, bad look of things. We've got um, Father Jason Bray, who's going to come and speak to us, uh, and we'll get him on the phone and we'll have a chat with him for an hour. Okay. Um, maybe in a couple of weeks after that, I know we've got Darren Reston from this house here's Poltergeist. Uh, again, fascinating guy to speak to, and. A week to two weeks after that, we've got Andrew Goff, who's uh, going to come on and speak to us. Again, fascinating bloke, knew him years ago. Um, he has a lot to do with, uh, he loves ancient uh, kind of history and uh, he knows lots about, well, he, he knows lots about uh, the hollow earth, the moon landings, uh, also the, the sacred bee something that he's heavily involved in. Again, I just think he's a fascinating bloke. He was dead happy to come on. He's a great person to talk to as well. Uh, And obviously anybody else that we get coming along uh, will announce that on on the coming shows, let everybody know um, kind of where we are then. So um, I've really enjoyed that. Have have you guys enjoyed that? Yeah, it's good, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's gone really quick. Antis, well, yeah, we're we're fair on it. I think what we'll do now then is we'll say goodbye. So uh, thank you so much, guys. If anybody wants to contact us, please do email us at ghosthunt at paralysisescaperooms.com with any questions, suggestions of of guests, or if you want to be a guest yourself for the better of a brief uh, background. And, uh, well, I'd like to say thank you and goodbye for listening. Bye. Yes, goodbye, and I'd love to hear your stories. Yeah, bye, bye.